1: what age group of man they find attractive. It's always a four year range around their age. So when you're 20, you find guys from 18 to 22 attractive. When you're 40, you find guys from 38 to 42 attractive. It just slides. So whatever age you are, like that's your range. Guys, no matter what their age, 13, 73, they find women who are 22 attractive.
2: So I want to talk about what you call sexual market value. And this is very controversial, but here's the thing. If people can open up, and what you're about to say can be actually beautiful if you hear um, the takeaway message.
1: So I have an obsession, which you know very much, which is the physics of being human. So going to beauty, I... I, on this I'm just completely unafraid. like if people get upset like that makes me sad because they are rejecting something that isn't is just true about the human experience. And if you look at humans on an evolutionary time scale, nature had to incentivize certain behaviors. Nature had to incentivize sex so that you would procreate and that we would have children. So that is a strategy that Mother Nature used. Now Mother Nature needs to incentivize certain behaviors. So Mother Nature says, hey, Don't just mate, mate with somebody who's likely to be reproductively successful. So that happens to be tied to youth. The older women get, they move into what's actually a a really interesting part of human evolution, which we'll call the grandmother phase. So you don't die when you're no longer reproductively available. How interesting is that? The fact that wisdom and caretaking all of those things like they end up being so valuable that even post-menopause there's such a powerful role to be had that you can live for decades sometimes longer after menopause and before i mean that that to me is really fascinating but nature says but sexually i don't focus on the grandmas okay they have a totally different role i want you to focus on the ones that are most likely to get pregnant now this is where we can go so deep down this rabbit hole. We are the only species. Women are the only half of a species that obfuscates, hides your um, when you're reproductive. So now it's like, okay, well, if I don't know when you're ovulating, then I need to just have signals. Youth is one of them. Um, youth is probably the biggest one, but hip to waist ratio is another one. Bus size is another one. All things that indicate that not only are you of like prime reproductive age, but that you have the resources, the just available amount of fat on your body to sustain having a child. So now it's like nature's going, yo, I've given you all these signals, dear men, look for those and go after those signals. So. If nature is given that signal, you can imagine that she deeply embeds then my like impulse towards those signals, which is, again, so interesting, but where people get into trouble? One of the things that we talked about on our first date or early date, forget when it was exactly, but it was like, look, I'm always going to find other women attractive. Don't freak out about it. You're always going to find other men attractive. I'm not going to freak out about that. That is just nature at work. Um, So when you begin to contextualize it like that and you understand that push, and one thing that I find really, really interesting, if you ask women what age group of man they find attractive, it's always a four-year range around their age. So when you're 20, you find guys from 18 to 22 attractive. When you're 40, you find guys from 38 to 42 attractive. It just slides. So whatever age you are, like that's your range. Guys, no matter what their age, 13, 73, They find women who are 22 attractive. It never changes. So that is like, that's the physics of being human. That is the nature of it. Now, you can think about it in terms of the male gaze. And I find Heather Hines talks about the male gaze and how every woman has this moment of awakening where you realize, guys are looking at me differently. And there's a coming into your power. And females have that power. douglas murray talks about how can can we just admit that a woman in her sexual peak who's at the peak attractiveness can get a grown man to do the most absurd things ever throw away their entire careers money everything because nature has said hey this is your ability to gain immortality by having children and some guys obviously not all guys the vast majority of everybody on both sides of the fence can keep themselves on a nice, straight, narrow path and never act the fool, either way. But when you understand that outliers, that that's going to be something where people really can wield tremendous power. But women who um, never sort of find peace in that, and never understand how to leverage that to feel good about themselves, to enjoy that phase. It's a phase, and it will go away, and one day you are gonna be in the grandmother phase, and then enjoy the grandmother phase for what it has to offer. But I've always said, in life, you go through phases. Enjoy every phase for what it has to offer. And there is a point at which women have this moment of beauty, and I think that they should enjoy it. I'm not saying flaunted. I'm not saying you have to go out and advertise your sexuality. I'm not saying any of that, but I'm saying, I heard a very interesting quote that men enjoy looking at something that turns them on and women enjoy being the turn on. Mm. Now, if that is part of the physics of being human, which would make sense because men are meant to desire that woman who is able to bear offspring, so that's what men are drawn to, and then women would find the excitement in being the thing that they desire because that's precisely what's going to bring you together. Now, it's a a totally different strategy for women in terms of what they need from a good genes perspective and all that. It's not necessarily just being good looking.
2: But that's interesting though, because while on one side, so everything you just broken down is amazing and why I love that is exactly why I freaking am obsessed with the book, The Female Brain. Understanding how my brain works, understanding evolution, understanding humans and just accepting that this is how we're built allows me then to say, doesn't mean that I have to accept then.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stot, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com.
2: People acting, right? If you were just to go, oh, well, look, I'm, I'm wired to be with young, hot women, so bye. Like, I wouldn't accept that. But at least understanding the basis of where everything starts then allows, at least for me, to then go, okay, how do I overcome this? How do I overcome the the insecurity that I would feel as I get older? If you're saying the male gaze is real and females love being the object of the gaze, then... They,
1: they are turned on by being the thing that turns someone on.
2: Okay. So if knowing that the male gaze is always um, is built to be looking at the younger, um, more fertile women, knowing that allows me to go, okay, I can't freaking compete with them, right? So for me, knowing that That's how the brains work. That's how people are drawn. That's what, um, as a species, that's how we act. How do we overcome that? What are the things where we don't just act on our impulses? um, And then the communication between the two of us. And I actually just remember one thing that we kind of do with each other where we're each other's, um, what's the word? Like AA, your sponsor um so being able to build the trust with each other that when someone says like i can't validate you only you can um it was built we've built 20 years of trust for you to be able to say that so that i know you're not saying it to be mean you're not trying to say that to put me down you're actually saying it to try and show me something um and in that moment actually i remember saying to myself. This is a moment to actually analyze because I don't just take your word for truth, right? I do think about it, right? And so in that moment when you said that, I was like, okay, am I actually being insecure here? But it all comes to building that foundation right from the beginning of being honest, having the communication, um, and then helping the other person get over their insecurities. Um, I don't really remember, though, the first time you ever told me that you weren't secure about something.
1: I don't know that i ever just came out and said oh this is an insecurity of mine mm-hmm. most of mine revolve around intelligence so mm-hmm. that's always been a huge struggle of mine mm-hmm. i mean even to this day the thing that if you gave me a button that i could press and was like hey you can be you know elon Muskmart, i would like throw my arm out of the socket pressing the button um but just like you realize over investing in your beauty because your beauty is transient; it's going to go away. You better have something else that you can value yourself for. I realize my intell- I can get I can get more effectively intelligent in the sense of I can fill my brain with better beliefs, better values. I can educate myself on a wide variety of topics, but ultimately, like fifty percent of who you are is hardwired. So it's like my brain processes data in a certain way and all the physics textbook reading in the world is not gonna make me have the kind of insights that Einstein had. Mm. So I'm at the point where even though I would throw my arm out of the socket to hit the yes be as smart as Elon Musk button, um, I love my life and I'm, I really believe that I will run out of time before I will run out of potential to turn into skill set. So having something else that you can value is really the key and Um, I think that that's incredibly important for anybody to find like, what's that next thing? Um, And something that I forgot to say when you were talking before, and I know this is totally derailing this, but I find it so interesting. The correlate for where women cease to have beauty and they move into the grandma phase, men become harmless. And that's the devastating moment for a man. Because you may still be wealthy as the day is long, and as we all know from you know some of the the shows that you watch it's like guys can get younger women if they have access to enough resources but the moment you become harmless i think is is a brutally painful moment for a guy
2: that that word is strong that really hit me so what are you doing then to overcome
1: uh what's interesting being harmless i think it will hurt me just as When you get to the age where you finally have to cross a threshold of, I'm no longer sexy, to the average person, Um, I think when I realize that I have become harmless, that no woman need worry about my sexual advances, that no man need worry about my physical prowess, um, that will suck. It's not like high on the list of things that I value myself for, but it's the water that I'm in. I've always been very vital. I've always had a certain physical stature. I'm six feet tall. So it's like, you know, I walk in with some presence and now I'm sort of at the peak of my, I, you know, have access to a tremendous amount of resources um, and I'm still (laughs) young-ish. So it's like, I'm right in that sweet spot for a guy. Yeah. But the interesting thing is I have no sense of that experience. And I think going into that will only derail from the conversation you want to have around insecurities. But that that is something that interests me about myself. Choices of things that I chose to value 20 years ago that are now sort of reaping benefits now where I have just this incredible amount of stability around my life because I don't value myself for things like fame.
2: Mm. Yeah, and that's, that's one thing that I've reminded myself since we kind of first got together and we've been talking about this is I recognize the danger in valuing my my beauty or my physique or how I look because I know at some stage I'm going to be a big bag of wrinkles and bones. So I have actively worked on being proud of how better I'm getting at art. I'm being proud of how I'm always striving to be a great wife, how I'm always striving to be the best business partner, how I'm always trying to learn and grow and, you know, understand writing. And like, so focusing on all these other things allows me to get my confidence in other places so that as my looks, I just get older and older. um, I'm not attached to that. And I'm not feeling insecure about it. And I think that that's super important, especially as I get older.